Hey, thanks for tuning in. Hey, before we start the show, I want to give you some exciting news. Uh, we're we're launching a new book called uh, Digital Labor, The Coming Demise of a White Collar Worker. You can find it out on digitallaborbook.com. Uh, go out and pre-order the book if you can. If you put in the code digital, we'll give you 20% off on the pre-order. Uh, if you ever lost your job to a robot, uh, put that in the code. Put I lost my job and we'll give you half price. And uh, to add insult to injury, we'll have a bot send that book out to you. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Check out our website, and we're excited about this new book. They just want the headset. You put it on, and it works. So that's this is their version of it, the Quest. Um, it's pretty much just as expensive, but you don't have to buy a gaming laptop. It's just the performance is a little bit less. You're listening to Pardon the Disruption with your host, Tom Young. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome to the show. This is Tom Young. Let's go around the room. Hey, this is Bart Gallo. This is TJ Young. This is Varhan Kapoor. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, joining the call today. How's it going? Good. Actually, it's not a call. Joining the call. Is it a call? Are people dialing into this? There's no one dialing in. Good thing I'm a VR expert. This is a podcast. (laughs) I'm on the bridge. uh, Today, we're going to talk about uh, virtual reality, mixed reality, augmented reality, all the realities, (laughs) except the reality that we're in. Now we're going to talk about VR. We uh, <coughs> recently set up the HTC Vive here down in our uh, studio lab area, um, played around with it. It's a lot of fun. Studio lab, I like that. Yeah, yeah. well, it's right out here outside the studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're calling it a lab. So it's a also a lab. secret lab. It's a secret. Lab. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's upside oh. down. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Sponsored by the chairs we bought. <laughs> These are the nicest uh, gamer chairs available. <laughs> so anyway, so the VR stuff. So it, anyway, so if you followed uh, uh, a couple of years ago, two years ago, I think Facebook bought Oculus. Yeah, oh, and a bit longer than that. So let's yeah. let's explain these terms a little bit because people will read about them and they'll think they're the same thing. They're not. So um, so Rowan, uh, explain it to us. <laughs> Great. What is Facebook? <laughs> so Facebook is a <laughs> so. Are we doing all the realities? No, 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 no. That's uh, that's not the right reality. Facebook was a defense department program that they converted <laughs> over. It used to be called LifeLog. LifeLog. And now it's called uh, Facebook. But uh, anyway. We've got to save that kind of stuff for the Patreon uh, customers. <laughs> that can't be in the free version. Uh, we need to set up a Patreon There's no first. evidence that <laughs> Facebook is LifeLog other than that LifeLog was set up to be exactly what Facebook is, shut down, and then the next day Facebook started. So February fourth, two thousand four. Anyway, <laughs> okay, that's good, clean, fun. So anyway, we're <laughs> back to <laughs> we're so virtual reality you know, is like the Oculus. We put on the headset, and what you see is a completely different reality. It is um, different than augmented reality. Augmented reality was like the Google Glass, Microsoft Hololens, where you look through a transparent medium, and an image is overlaid onto that medium, and you see overlays. So uh, for p- people familiar with that game, Pokemon Go, they were the one of the ones that kind of took augmented reality to the personal phone where you look through uh, your phone. Your camera. Your camera, and you see these Pokemon are sitting out in the, on the floor, right? Uh, Yelp does this with something, a feature that's deep, deeply buried within Yelp on your mo- mobile phone yep. called Monocle. Ikea. Ikea. You can preview furniture. Ikea. It's very good, actually. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's that's a relatively last six to eight months. Yeah. But it's, it's Oculus. Uh, it, it's not Oculus. It's uh, what's the thing called on uh, Yelp? I just said it. Monocle. H- Monocle. Yeah. Monocle's been around for a few years. 
we saw some demonstrations from a company, Wipro, where they were using the smartphone cameras overlaid on, say, copier equipment and allowing for uh, experts to remotely monitor stuff and do v virtual overlays. And uh, we sort of started looking at this when Microsoft HoloLens came out. The augmented reality technologies are, I think the, the marketing is much better than the technology, <laughs> to be honest with you. Magic Leap was a company based down in Florida who received about a half a billion dollars of outside money from people like George Lucas and yep. and others. Very secretive. Very secretive about their technology, and they haven't been out yet, so I don't know what the hell's going on with Magic Leap. Here's a uh, news article from one day ago. Independent creator program graduates its first game. I think the expectation and the reality between what they magically were delivering is quite a wide gap and people were kind of getting frustrated. I think we also looked at a uh, review of uh, one of their products and it was uh, fairly scathing in terms of how good it was. So they've, they've really been hyped up and not really delivered, I think, for a lot of people. Well, the part of the offer that was intriguing, at least to me, was they, you know, they filed a patent about um, shooting lasers directly into your eye as an alternative way to more realistically show images. So Someone should own that. Like typically AR and VR, yeah, right. <laughs> VR devices, you're seeing a screen or a opaque screen with you know overlays there, but not shooting light into your eye. <laughs> yeah. I don't think what they released was that. So maybe that's way in the future or just beta testing tech, who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so I guess, so we've played around with the um, device outside and it's pretty good. It's like HTC Vive. HTC Vive. Mm -hmm. Which is like Oculus, just a competitor. Yeah. And we did, I, I tried out the Google Earth app, which is it's pretty, fun. pretty fun. So you can fly around. People are probably familiar with Google Earth, but you can essentially fly around whichever city you want to fly around. And uh, it's, it's completely mapped to that location. It's super realistic. Um, some, of the, some of the areas in Google Earth are rendered in 3D. Yeah, and um, what's very interesting, like uh, they'll take <laughs> they'll take buildings and use the shadowing on it to reverse engineer what that what it looks like in three D, mm -hmm. uh, in places you know famous places like Paris or Tokyo or New York City or San Francisco, they're all in three D. A lot of suburban neighborhoods in Timbuktu are not, but the topology maps are there. Mm. So I flew over my neighborhood here, and. You, you know, intuitively, you knew I know what the, the the landscape and elevations are, but until I did the Superman flyover, uh, I didn't get a feel for the actual topology. And the fact, there's a ravine, you know, not far from my house that drops off significantly. And even when you're flying around different places, like in Paris, you know, like the the Sacre Coeur Church up on Montmartre. Uh, Montmartre, however the hell you say it. Montmartre? I think you were right, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds right. <laughs> Monty Marty uh, <laughs> is up on a hill. Yeah. And so you can see it very, and that's why there's such great views from up there. Uh, but, you know, fly around the Eiffel Tower, that uh, 432 Park Avenue. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that big skinny building up on the fifty yeah. sixth Street? Uh, I, I went and stood on top <laughs> of, the, of the roof and looked around like, wow, this is a great view. I guess, <laughs> now I know why it's so expensive. Yeah. Uh, but but you can do all kinds of stuff. It's really a lot of fun yeah. to to do that. And you still and then be able to drop down the street view and then go for a walk. Yeah, and the the immersive aspect of having the headphones in and the music playing as well is like really does add another dimension to it. Yeah, good pair of headphones really brings it to the next level. I think. Yeah, 
Well, I I did it for like one. I did it for a few times, but one shot I did maybe forty five minutes straight. And uh, when I finished and took took off the headset, I'm like it was like waking up from a vivid dream, where like oh shit, where am I? Oh now I know where I'm at. I had to. It took me four or five seconds to acclimate to back to where I was. And some of you guys who tried it, you had a little. You got a little bit of motion sickness from it. Yeah. Right. From slight. the Google Earth, slight. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, from you, everything, you really, like just being change in, your in perspective, the realm. and you're like facing Earth, and you're just because you, you, you kind of lose up, down, left, right. Yeah, well, you're moving around. I mean, you, you, what you're seeing is not the what you're feeling gravitational wise, mm-hmm. which is that's what VR gives you. AR, you maintain your physical space and your understanding. It just overlays what you see. I do think that augmented reality is probably the bomb. When they can figure that out, it'll be much better than virtual reality. Or I think the idea of mixed reality is a term we've used yeah. before. One of the things I was seeing in uh, the Oculus Quest and the HTC um, Vive Focus Plus are kind of uh, two of the standalone sort of targeted at more enterprise applications. Um, and they have some sort of APIs available for developers where you can allow some pass-through of external imaging and you start to mix virtual and augmented reality experiences. I think the, the apps that you'll see coming out and the games will leverage both of those incoming uh, inputs. Mm-hmm. And you just there won't be a version of the Vive or that don't have you know six cameras up front. So you could take in your surroundings or you don't have to. Right. So why not have both? Mm-hmm. So the ones you named, those are the standalone versions, no tether yep. of the traditional ones that are wired to like a gaming laptop with some crazy NVIDIA um, GPU. Right, which keeps the headset you're wearing lighter, but you know also requires you to have all this other equipment to run the experience. Right. But how long until the mobile setup is just... Just, just lightweight. Yeah, right. it'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> the Magic Leap video that they did where the aliens come out of the ceiling in the office and it's a first-person shooter. That, it's, 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 that was almost like the Microsoft HoloLens video from like four years ago. And like, this is what it is. And it's just this produced <laughs> video of the future that yeah. mirrors nothing of what the actual it's product like can show. 80% more transparent. <laughs> but that, that video, if they could achieve that, would be a complete game changer because you could turn your house into a an amusement park. Yeah. And... Uh, you have a, a tremendous yeah. amount of fun. That video is four years ago. I can't. I can't believe that. The concept video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we looked at it. We were trying to figure out. And a lot of people were trying to figure out what the technology was and how it worked. And it's it's very different than the holographic uh, imposition on a transparent lens. That that's one type of technology. And these guys were using something else where they were actually, as you said, shooting lasers into your eye, which I think gets into uh health concerns i don't want to be the guinea pig on that but i I, it would be uh, the concept video we saw four years ago if they could achieve it in the next six years would be great (laughs) (laughs) so we we need to do like a follow-up podcast i'm i am the proud owner of an oculus quest as of 15 minutes ago (laughs) do you count that as owning i own it i just don't have it in my possession (laughs) somewhere it's in a shipping (laughs) container is it free on board it's yeah, it's mine. So okay. it's coming in two days. I'll ha- I'm gonna play with it. I'll report back. No. So uh, how does the 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 Oculus? Would you get Oculus what? 
the stand, so they just came out the, with this the, the, like a month ago. All of it, I think, right? these companies are coming with that, coming out with their standalone versions. So people complain about the tether coming out of the back, mm-hmm. and you know you can trip on it, especially if you don't see your feet and you don't know what's going on. They just want the headset, you put it on, and it works. So that's this is their version of it, the Quest. Um, it's pretty much just as ex- expensive, but you don't have to buy a gaming laptop. It's just the performance is a little bit less. So, in terms of like refresh rate, for example, I I I'm looking forward to. I mean, I'm surely that there's a lot of gaming applications for this. Yeah. But what I found to be very interesting is just the relax. There's a relaxing element to this where you can. Uh, I was looking for some Zen applications where you can go and just say, I want to sit in this chair. I want to put the headset and and goggles on, or the so, and I want to lean back relaxed and then transport myself to a waterfall in the Amazon jungle. I want to go to the top of a mountain. I want to go to the beach and you just sit there and you can transport your reality and change, you know, sort of, uh, just, you know, you could have a crappy apartment somewhere. You put that on and you are in the middle of a nice place. We were just, uh, if you don't mind the passive experiences, YouTube has a lot of content filmed in 360 those 360 gopro cameras oh yeah competitors yeah uh, i found some videos in 12k i didn't know 12k was a thing <laughs> yeah. but just flying over now i know that exists and i have to covet it now <laughs> i have to have that right? and then it's maybe 16k and who knows but there's some 12k videos out there they're unbelievable but you don't you don't have to interact with the environment you're just watching and just sit down really amazing i find that stuff more interesting than games the games that i've seen so far uh, just seem like they're trying to mimic traditional video games in a VR sense, whereas the experiences are kind of they don't change ta- it. taking advantage of a completely new medium and right. saying like, "Hey, why do why do points matter? Why yeah. do you need to score points and actually like navigate through a game yeah. world when you can just be so transported somewhere?" When Microsoft launched Xbox, uh, they they the, they invested in Halo as a, a sort of a game breaking mold. It was a, a game that broke the mold. It was the game was so good it was worth buying the platform. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the exact timeline of when they owned it, but yeah, yeah they, it was launched title. at the same time. Well, it wasn't originally owned by Microsoft. But, no, but they, they yeah. coordinated the whole thing together. To, to right, right. Right. What's missing from these platforms is the compelling app that would say, "I'm going to lay out the four or five hundred dollars, or in some cases more." I think for us to set up the HTC Vive. Was probably three thousand dollars. Yeah, I think the laptop that we got is well over overqualified for the job. Yeah, but, you know, the device just, itself is five hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's what you're paying for is the graphics processing unit. Yeah, well, the forward compatibility of this laptop is great. It's going to be able to stick with whatever your VR setup evolves into for a good amount of years. Yeah, so we're setting it up in a, in a we're going to set up in a lab format. But when I get the the final installation and the hookup to the eighty two inch four K TV. <laughs> 12 k yeah, yeah. We, we need the 12 k <laughs> the simulcast this it'll be it'll be several thousand dollars to check it out but there are some business applications for some of these HTC vibes in terms of walkthroughs and visualizations but I was thinking that um, it'd be interesting to see some stories uh, you know like if you watch a television show like I was watching um, uh, the show that was on HBO called um, Deadwood it was a western that was shot they just came out with a the movie sequel to the three s- seasons that they had. I was interested in the old West and h- how they shot some of the scenes. I was thinking, what if they did this in the VR setting where 
you're sitting in a room while they're filming it and you're seeing it in the in a in a immersive sense you're not participating you're you're passive but you're active in the sense you can turn your head and see one or another and and they look at you when they're talking when it's appropriate and yeah uh, you're you're a, more of a voyeur versus somebody in a different world looking at a flat screen red dead redemption almost achieves that it's just not in the vr realm i need yet. red dead in vr yeah that would be <laughs> unreal yeah I, I i think rockstar is probably definitely looking into it in yeah. fact i think i saw gta 5 on the HTC Vive kind of marketplace. There's something you can maybe oh, wow. walk through the new casino. They opened a new resort in oh, GTA. Yeah. <laughs> so, Grand yeah. Theft Autos in VR. <clears throat> I have I to schedule I, a weekend I, for that. Yeah, I think I saw a flash of it. I, it's I don't know, sixty bucks, but that's that's a game changer. I mean, I also thought they're, I they're all about the immersive open world experience. So yeah. have that in 360. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Theft VR. <laughs> Grand Theft VR. Oh wow. Oh, is this their site? Uh, it's in beta. Wow. Um, okay, so this is a thing that has to be explored. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the thing is, there's just not enough time to go check all this stuff because it's oh, this is you can lose that. yourself in these things tremendously. You guys played a lot of games when you were younger. Oh, so many! As these games get better and better, they're gonna suck you in more and more. Yeah. So um, the the main online marketplace for this stuff is Steam, kind mm-hmm. of where you can go buy games and you have your profile and you can kind of get points, kind of like. Equivalent to, I guess, Xbox Live, mm-hmm. but for an, you know an open source community for VR. They have GTA Five here. You can buy it. We have to try that out. We need Definitely. to come back, and then we need like a follow up episode after we've. Yeah, I kind of just want to go play VR. We're doing a lot of speculating. <laughs> we need to go back and be like, yeah. So uh, I lost all my friends, and I'm inside now. There's incredible. All I do is VR. The goggles don't the come off. The applications are pretty right, so cool, though. Can uh, can I log into HTC Vive? Here in Branchburg, and you're on your Facebook with the Oculus, Oculus yeah. in Hoboken, and we play Grand Theft Auto on Steam and and interact with each other in 3D. I don't know. I don't know. I would guess no. There's just a lot of compatibility there. I haven't heard much about um, interactive online gameplay in VR yet, but I I just may not be. Aware. No, what I'm what I'm thinking is the Steam is the. Uh, I'm wondering if Steam is the middleware that plays it all together. And that HTC or Oculus are just the rendering at the local endpoints and doesn't affect cloud-based gameplay. I, I believe if a game is supported on both the Rift and the Vive, you can play with each other. Okay. But it depends. It has to be a game that's compatible with both. Mm-hmm. But I think right now the that. devices are so different that you have to design the game with the endpoint device in mind. But there should be games where you are compatible with both the Rift and the Vive. Usually it's both of those. Yeah. yeah. But the one I'm getting, it won't, it's very different because it's like a standalone thing. Right. It's a different kind of processing power. It's also very new, so the development community has to it's very hop like on board. Dot com. There's a you know war between these companies. We were so Bart and I were speculating before. The behemoth in the room here is going to be Apple. Because mostly year. because they're, they're gonna, extremely quiet on the topic. They're going to yeah. come out with a mixed reality device, and it's just they're going to topple the competition. I think. Yeah, they have is a there, patent. There's a very secretive patent that was just kind of released. Is a few there days any? Ago. What's the speculation on Apple's release? It's a mixed reality device, so it's a little bit of both. What does Apple Insider say, Bart? I think it'll track your eye movements, not just the room around you. I think this, your this, expressions. Uh, 20, this is what you were looking at before, right? The 2020 right. glasses. Uh, oh, that that looks. Pretty and just who knows how much money they're just devoting to this. So yeah. the the iPhone chips. So they're going to launch a new iPhone with a new chipset, 
with a heavy GPU on it that's going to do most of the work of the glasses, and it's going to Bluetooth to the glasses, and it's going to be, you know, think yeah. about, like, I what I like about Apple this. is I, I'm fully bought in hook, line, sinker into their platforms. So when they launched their earbuds, their AirPods, oh, okay. right? It was a, to me, it was a game changer. I can carry so them in my good. pocket. They never get tangled. They always work. They pair instantly. There's none of these pairing problems I always have with Bluetooth. You take it out, it stops what you're listening yeah. to. You put it back in. But and, and and they're designed well so that they're not. To me, I like them because it, I can leave them in, turn the sound off, and still have a conversation and hear. Yeah. Um. Anyway, lo lots of cool design features. I'm guessing whatever they put here is going to be what very well designed, heavy on the design features. It's great if they they just sit back and watch the others, watch what's coming out see all the mistakes that are being made and then come out with something that's just i would say better. firms like oculus uh and uh htc are heavy on capability and th that's the driving dna versus design mm. apple's gonna follow these guys and lead with design and design will ultimately win in my opinion mm. I think so too. So this is saying Apple describes their system uh, as different from most AR glasses, which generally project partial images that still let you see the real world. At least one variant of its system uses pass-through video in which cameras capture a video feed from your room. Then the headset composites digital objects onto it and then displays a resulting image in totality on a VR-like screen for you to look at. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want that too. I got another thing up on the screen here just to add to the immersion that's going to come to a lot of these platforms. I saw on a on a forum on oh, Reddit, wow. people were talking about um, Oculus Quest is working on compatibility with uh, products from this company called B, B Haptics, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, so that you can just see here, they have a oh vest, wristwear, uh, glove this is full type accessories. Ready Player One almost. Yeah. We just need the omnidirectional uh, trackpad. Yeah, which uh, there's a lot of shopping malls. A you treadmill. can go try that stuff out. That is so cool. So you guys have seen these um, uh, the th these devices that, that that rotate in three dimensions. So you sit in a in a cage, and it rotates in three in three axes, and you and, and it's meant yeah. to disorient. You need to play the game in, in that, that. Mm. so they can adjust your yes. your your spatial and then move the platform so it's four you can do actually six dimensions so the platform can move and rock up and down and r rotate and you can move within it as and well. you can move within it yeah c and That's really create some interesting things that could be amazing that would keep you actually from it sounds like it would make you sick but it would actually keep you f less likely to keep from getting sick because if they can match because you're matched up to what you're seeing right what you're feeling yeah it won't be so bad can you buy this now because i kind of the haptic to... suit I want to spend everything I have on it. <laughs> I'm trying We're to not going to ever see understand. one again. So here we, it's a lot about who's even making content that can leverage this stuff. So you can get a sense. It's not too many titles, but here you can. Super Pong yeah. sounds fun. When you so the problem with this is when when it, it takes Final an engineering team to set up the, the the platform and get it working, you're into a very very small early adopter market. Yeah. And and that does not allow for the content development to make it work. I mean, if you think about uh, when they launched Halo with Xbox, I think Halo was a hundred million dollars. If I get it right, to 
produce. Rowan, look how much it costs Halo to make. I think it was over $100 million. In order to spend $100 million, you have to be able to get that money back. Now, they got it back in spades with the sale of the platform and the creation of that franchise. But um, Development costs for Halo 3 average out $60 million. And, that and then that add marketing as well. $30 million in terms of marketing. Oh, of that number? Yeah. So 30-30? Yeah. But I thought Red Dead Redemption, for example, was over 100. The new, the new Halo Infinite, which is the, the new game that's coming out, is poised for an impressive debut, boasting a budget of over $500 million. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what does that mean? A billion dollars almost? <laughs> for a game? Half, half a billion. Yeah. Here's, here's uh, for reference, it says, uh, Destiny and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 did not exceed $300 million in budget, which are pretty, pretty huge. <laughs> Shooters. Well, just 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 for so I'm just wanting people to get because we're throwing these numbers around as if we're talking about monopoly money. Uh, Lord of Rings, the three trilogies. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the ring, the Ring Lords. Uh, that movie franchise grossed about three billion dollars, and but cost three hundred million to make the production cost, and it took a couple of years. Most all major studios passed on it. New Line Cinema bet their entire company on that project. It was kind of like a country making that a was, movie. That was a game-changing yeah, right? three. So people think about the movie industry and it's a blockbuster movie is what it takes to do this stuff. These games dwarf that now. There's no movie that costs $500 million. Is there a graph showing just general commerce happening within the gaming, like esports industry versus just cinema, film industry, ticket sales? Because it's, I mean, the, the development, this is the high end of the curve here. I mean, it, and I think it steeply drops off after that $500 million game. But as this really picks up, I think one's going to pass the movie industry. In go. terms of revenue, it's uh, the gaming industry is a bigger industry than Hollywood, and it passed several years ago. I just, oh, it's already passed then. Yeah. Take a look at this. Is a little projection. The, you're talking about, I think you have a good one, Roland. Video, yeah. video games are bigger than Hollywood. Let's send it to you, Bob. Okay, that's news to me that I didn't know it passed yet. Oh yeah, I wow. would say. Wow, Steven Spielberg must be so mad. <laughs> just like Netflix doesn't make movies. I just sent you a link. We might be able to find it in, in post production. We can find a graphic and we can find it right here. Yeah, music, films, video games. There it is. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So it passed it a while ago. I probably should know that. That's interesting because this is around when I was playing video games you mostly to, in but my com life. Combined it wasn't music even and that big even, of a deal even yet. Even music and film together, and it's still yeah. it passed it 10 years ago. I think it, it's a it's painting a broad view of games, too. Like any, yeah. any app on your phone that's a game, that counts. Like Angry Birds. Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Yeah, just right. date data collection games. Well, just, just, just for reference... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I saw it trending two or three weeks ago with the Pokemon Go, which I was banned for life from uh, two years ago. I appealed my ban several times. I went to the Court of Last Appeals, and the ban was uh, instituted as final. Must have been a mistake. But anyway, that uh, that company, as Niantic, has got about 250 employees. They're based in San Francisco, and that grows a billion dollars. A billion dollars a year. And there's some interesting stats. Just and they just came out with a new game called uh, Harry Potter... Uh, Wizards, Wizards Unite, where they're using yeah. the Harry Potter si franchise and they're doing augmented reality with the smartphones. It's like Pokemon Go, but they changed it to wizardry. And 
So I played it again to see what they've updated. And what's interesting to me about the the game thing, they they improved the the social side of it, and they started to lay the groundwork for more integrated commerce. Hmm. So yeah, you can get spe- you need special items in your in your game quest. You have to go to Starbucks and get it. What they haven't done yet is to say you need to go to Starbucks and buy a frappuccino to get it. That means if you search Starbucks VR. Wow. So mobile games will generate Starbucks first in-store augmented reality experience. God. That was 2017. Yeah. Why are we not surprised? Wow. I think back to the standalone thing, I think for this to really take off for just the average consumer to be willing to deal with this, it has to be the standalone. The, the, the cordless feature makes it so much it's easier to just adopt. I mean, the price uh, and ease of adoption, right? The Vive is great. Yeah. But that was kind of a hassle to set up. That took like you know, a couple hours to do. We had to fig- do re- like it's pretty intense research on the type of machine we had to buy to even support it. Yeah, and like I think a lot of people enjoy doing that kind of research and tinkering and setting things up. And if but if you don't, that's not the majority of the market. No, no, no definitely the not. Do definitely not. Early adopters yeah. anyway. Yeah. Right. It's something. Wait, the world's largest Starbucks spices things up with location-based. Yeah. So AR. Yeah. This this goes back to, we think about you know the, the the tremendous amount of opportunities. Now I go to, the the series Black Mirror, on Netflix where they explore these topics, in terms of their social, political, and economic consequences, and taking it to its 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 next level, where you're actually able to stimulate say the visual cortex. Now we'll do a podcast soon on machine brain interfaces. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it but musk talked about this a couple weeks ago where they got into some various interesting things about chip implants into the brain that are wi-fi connected you can connect your brain to the cloud it sounds crazy um it is crazy uh but that that is where this is headed because you're not going to want to carry a headset that we're even wearing right now for this podcast you're not going to want to carry even earbuds or glasses to do this. You're going to want this, this to be connected, and people are going to pay for that. That's that. I think you you hit the nail on the head. It's at the end of the day, um, this is, it's a very antisocial hobby until it's not, and that will be the differentiator. So, Facebook owning Oculus, it's already connected to that network, and Instagram that could be a play, or uh, players that are just in the tech ecosystem, where like, oh, I'm a I drank the Kool Aid with Apple. I have a MacBook and an iPhone and an iPad, and everything goes seamlessly across. Maybe I want Apple's device whenever it comes out next year because it just works with the rest of the crap I have. Right. So yeah. is it is it the tech ecosystem because that's the ease of access and kind of uh, integration, or is it the social aspect and you have the social media companies really driving this forward? Mm. If everyone is posting to Instagram simultaneously, who is there to like what the posts are? I think they're uh, they're actually work uh, testing out getting rid of being able to see how many people liked a certain picture on Instagram. They're testing it out in Italy. Did Kylie Australia. Jenner write a check for one hundred million dollars to make sure that doesn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> Italy and Australia, they're doing that. A couple other countries as well. They're piloting the idea of user. You only I can see how many people liked my own photo because they think the the implications for young people being able to see, oh, how many people liked her picture versus mine is just there's no upside to it. The new thing's going to be uh, you're going to edit your caption and be like, oh, I'm so happy I hit 5 million likes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, you're some people are living it yourself and it, it'll be like a little shameless. Yeah, there's, if you're, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I th- so TJ, it's interesting. You said that these games are antisocial, and I think they have been and can be, but will not be in the future. I think they're going to be they're going to yeah. drive back to making very interesting social aspects. So let's just pick this uh, past. Let's just pick a random last Saturday when everyone was probably just doing their own thing, goofing off alone. Yeah, we could have blocked out three hours. And and been in virtual reality together and done something a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, so, I mean, on so some level, it exists, right? It's uh, gaming online with a headset, yeah. Yeah. which is you're not in VR yet, but there is the social aspect of playing a game online with other people. So uh, Joe is uh, maintaining uh, AV right now and making sure this all works. You said you went to a a concert, a virtual concert in was it AR or VR pizza? Yeah. So using the Vive. Um, there's an application you can get or a game, whatever you call it, that you can actually join into concerts and be amongst like 30 other players and you're all so in the same environment together. Uh, that sounds like the, the marshmallow set that they did Fortnite. in the, uh, we talked about that yeah. in Fortnite. Yeah. They had the uh, special event. Yeah. yeah the so DJ Marshmallow. starting some of those experiences. Yeah. Marshmallow did that only in VR. It, yeah. wasn't, uh, it wasn't what Joe's saying is that they take a live thing and then they add a VR overlay so that you can be there with some other players. Marshmallow did a concert only in Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was VR. I think it was just in the game Fortnite. Yeah. Wow. And everyone was just jumping around dancing in the, in your avatars. So I, I saw the video from that Marshmallow concert and every, everyone has their avatars, but it's the same face. So it's just like you're going up and down, <laughs> but so these new headsets coming out are going to look at your eyes, your expressions, your, your cheek movements. So when you look at the avatar, it's not just the default face, and I'm supposed to believe that's Ron. Right. It's, it's actually going to be matching yeah, your expressions. Let's combine it with some of the. So we, you know, again, one of our theses around future innovations are going to be the notion of recombinant innovation. Mm-hmm. Imagine now taking this and using the deep fake technologies that generative adversarial networks have, and to be able to uh, take the facial expressions you have the words you're saying and have your avatar generated in real time by a GAN into the space so that when I am looking through my Oculus or my Vive, I see the GAN of you, a GAN generated video of you speaking. I don't see you with a headset or some avatar that you create where you buy digital clothes. I see. Uh, Yeah, I think people are gonna wanna have the fake avatar. I'm gonna be ready player one. Yeah, if I you're agree. gonna be in virtual space, I don't want to look like that. I want to be something else. Why yeah. not? Yeah, but, but, but with it. you're gonna also want some level of authenticity. Maybe for business stuff. I was, I was saying to Rohan today, authenticity is very hard to fake. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with TJ. I definitely think you you want to, especially for games, you want to be in a completely yeah, different. Yeah, but 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 I get your guys. But your paradigm is the games. What if your paradigm is visiting family? Yeah. Yeah. I want it to look exactly like the family. I don't want it. I, 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 I want to be like a panda at all times. <laughs> just why not? <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we just found there's our gonna, opening there's, clip. <laughs> there's going to be an opportunity to be a panda uh, whenever you want. But I'm saying there's going to be business applications. This has the ability to, to have 
uh, board meetings, to have I think business he still meetings. wants to be a panda. <laughs> there actually is a VR game. You can become an eagle and just fly around <laughs> to see what's, <laughs> see what's going on in a yeah. post-apocalyptic world. So, yeah. <laughs> so gonna, I'm, just, I'm thinking of this board meeting. And <laughs> this I'm sitting world. there and I'm looking and Bart and I are talking <laughs> and Bart looks over and he's like, uh, why is there a panda sitting across the table? <laughs> going over, oh, that's TJ. He's going she, over uh, quarterly results. He shows results. up as a panda now. Yeah. It's going to be a panda with like a tie. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, it's going to be a panda sipping a frappuccino <laughs> from Starbucks and get points for Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. These are the best possible uses. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway, this a, a lot going on here. I, I think a, lo- a, a lot of money's being spent here by companies. So you know that there's something going to come out of this. I mean, it's billions and billions of dollars going. It'll be cool to see what when Apple comes out. I think that's going to be really, really cool that, to see. That's going to be off the charts. I just have so much uh, confidence in how they're going to enter the space for sure. I agree. That's yeah. my bet. Well, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about how they are at the end of their cycle and their current product line. Yeah. That they really need to change up the game. Yeah, it's like they just allow you to get something in a color. You can get it in before to innovate <laughs> next every time a new year comes around of Apple products. So I, I agree. They no, need what to I'm saying is breakthrough into something new. I think. Yeah, I think they're probably laughing behind the scenes because they know what's coming. I think they're always laughing. They have more money than the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> so yeah. That's reason to laugh. It would make me laugh. <laughs> well, th- they, they will make you upgrade your phone for the chipset that's going to come with it. That's gonna that's going to do. As you know, we just had the event last week with IBM, with with Rob High on edge computing. The Apple phone is going to be an edge computer for you. Yeah, and that's going to be connected to the cloud at all times, uh, and to be able to cache stuff and do process inf- information from your environment uh, locally, and then exchange that with the cloud. And I think that's where Apple's going to see uh, probably some tremendous things. And when they c- combine it with good design around the accoutrement that goes with that it could be a headset glasses uh the audio uh even some fashion things like with the haptic wear you're going to start to see uh people upgrading all their phones to move to the next generation and these phones are already expensive they're twelve hundred dollars eleven hundred dollars for one of the jack phones yeah and when you when you drop it you're like oh my god you know that's a lot of money and for some people that's a significant amount of money relative to their income yeah Right, you're carrying around something that's equivalent of a laptop in your pocket at all times. Mm-hmm. Carrying it by the pool, oh, you drop it in. So, yeah. Anyway, you guys bullish on this whole area? Yeah, this podcast is making me want to go play the, uh, <laughs> the demo we have set up here. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not we're speaking from speculation, not experience. So we'll need to do like a part two of this in like maybe mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe yeah. A bit more experimentation. Maybe talk about some of the darker implications as well. Yeah, I'm going to look more pale. Yeah. <laughs> I thought having TJ show up as a panda from now on was pretty dark. <laughs> I don't know. If you go on Steam, we won't go into too much detail in this on the podcast, but there's a lot of like virtual companion type apps that they're piloting. That's such platform. a nice way to put yeah. it. Virtual companion apps. Yeah. Wow. No, it's seriously, it's more. I, I thought it was more like a joke, but it, a it's lot of these games exist. I guess you could call them games. I guess there's a portion of the early adopting like VR uh, audience that are oh, people yeah. that would want this that are maybe a bit lonely. Um. Yeah. yeah, I would say se- sex and and gambling are gonna be you know early adopters of this. So you got to yeah think of like you, you know in New Jersey now has online gambling, uh, and it's highly competitive. They throw they throw out all these promotions to get you to play to try to hook you in with with it, 
And imagine now you can get the next thing is a virtual environment where you can go in and play. <laughs> is that funny playing virtual gambling? Well, th one of the criticisms I heard of this new, um, they opened a resort in the online Grand Theft Auto universe. It's like branded yeah. like like no breaking of the fourth wall. It's like come to Foxwoods or whatever the name of it is. And it's a new resort that you can go to in the game. And you can gamble with fake money. And you, you can buy fake money with real money. You can't cash out though, right? <laughs> they give so they give everyone free five hundred tokens to when they sign up to go to the resort for the first time. And when they inevitably run out, you have to refill you, your account. Can you refill your account with, with real money? With credit card money. So um, there's a lot of kids playing GTA five who are gonna go do this. Yeah. Their parents' credit card hooked up to their account. They're gonna take the free tokens, lose it immediately at blackjack or yeah. roulette or something. And then just, and then they're like, "Mom, Dad, that game I was running over yeah. innocent pedestrians in a car in. Now I'm gambling real money." <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I need to be billed out. <laughs> yeah. You can't cash that out for real money, though, can you? That would be real gambling, Bart. I mean, uh, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm saying Pokemon Go does the same thing. They they give you free coins. How do they get away and with that? that? Like yeah, proxy tokens. No, no, no. There's a law around that. If you want to buy, just like, so like. I don't know why people do it, but you can buy outfits for your avatar. You want a special shirt? It's three dollars. Now, if you think that that's crazy, the digital market for those kind of things—digital goods like fake clothes and shoes for your avatar—is multi-billion-dollar industry, and the cost of goods sold is just about zero, right? Because so, like, uh, an example would be on the, the, you know, I was looking at the Pokemon Go structure. They let you collect, I think, 250 Pokemons in your backpack. If you want to collect more, you have to pay a dollar to expand it 50 to 300, another dollar to go to 350. And there are people out there who have, you know, 3,000 capacity because they spent the money. Well, Fortnite's free to play and they made. Two and a half billion dollars in 2018. Because they're selling you, <laughs> yeah, tricked out stuff. Dances. And then, and then the other issue is do the math on whether it's worth it or not. If you're spending hours doing something and it costs you an extra five bucks, I mean, you just spent five bucks at Starbucks for a mocha frappuccino. Fifteen million merits on Black Mirror did a good job depicting that. If you are fans of Black Mirror out there. Mm -hmm. Very, I think Charlie Booker taps into a lot of the dark side of these technologies and where they're going. I like to look at both sides, the dark side and the, the, the upside, because I think there's a lot of cool business applications here. Mm -hmm. that I think if you combine a lot of these technologies with different things, you're going to see disruptions into business travel, into social, the way we interact. I think you can see some business models change. I like the thing in 15 million merits where the walls are basically display high-res displays and are integrated so imagine like this table in the podcast room abutted to the wall this wall is a high-res display and there's another t room just like it and they're butted up and they virtually connect the rooms together so now we're sitting in a room and now instead of a table with five of us sitting around there's a table with ten of us sitting around there's five and sitting in San Francisco or Paris or somewhere else and the audio is figured out and it's just like we're hanging out Right, we could be served drinks and beers and order stuff and Venmo each other money back and forth, and that's uh, you can have it's a very interesting socialization. Now we're 
many years from that happening, but maybe not as many as you think. Mm -hmm. uh, the new telepresence rooms, what is it, Cisco doing the uh, executive ones where the, they do the whole room? Uh, they curve the screens in a way where you have a uh, kind of a portion of a circle in terms of how your desks are <laughs> lined up, and then they have something very similar on their end. And the way it's positioned is they have the screens wrapping around that kind of mirror their version of the desk. So it's like they're sitting there. I, remember I, w I had a part of some of those meetings before. Um, it's, it's very close. And then, you know, 10 minutes into the meeting, you can kind of fool yourself into thinking, oh, they are actually there in front of me and forget that you're looking at screens. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's, it's the full immersive experience. Those are very expensive rooms. <laughs> yes. Uh, like 100 grand to set those up. But they, it's multi-camera, so I remember I was in one of those sessions, and the guy sitting in the middle uh, would actually look to his left, because everyone kind of has their own screen, and mm -hmm. I could see him looking to the left, and it looked like he was looking at the person in, on my side who he was addressing. Well, we That's pretty crazy. Well, we it's played around with that, that robot Beam. Is it, I think it was called Beam. Yeah, Beam and Beam Pro. Yeah, right. and it was a couple thousand dollars, maybe two or three thousand dollars, and it would... Basically, put your face on an iPad, mm. and you'd walk around, and you could see, and you would turn, uh, and you would look, and and it, it it gave a feel of you being there, in a way that's hard to describe unless you've seen it. Even the people who were on the Beam Pro, they could sit in the room, and they could f rotate and face and look at you. Yeah, and it was like they were at the meeting. We had a meeting with people on Beam, and it was pretty interesting. It's but if you if think about it this if you in, in using Beam I'm not doing a commercial for them they can sponsor our next show, <laughs> but uh, if you're like a plant manager and you got to make multiple visits to say ten places, that's annoying travel to go do that. If you can maybe cut back your travel by fifty percent or seventy five percent and make more visits virtually and less visits in the analog world, you're gonna you're gonna save a lot of time, a lot of money. It's gonna impact the way we work and live. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think what I'm trying to figure out is where we're going to start to see disruptions and dislocations that create opportunity and create risk uh, uh, for existing firms today. Mm. Yep. I think you'll see it affecting school in terms of learning, mm -hmm. especially like with kids school. who can't pay attention to you at a chalkboard because they have a supercomputer in their pocket. Yeah. So just play into it, you know, adopt some judo-like techniques and say, no, no, no. We're not. A, we're gonna give into that, and we're gonna use your phones. They're already handing out iPads for. If if you're not aware of this, they're giving people, you know, kids iPads now in school, especially Makes in college sense. too. Makes yeah. sense. But use VR, especially for, you know, things like anatomy and medicine, to learn stuff like yeah. that. But actually learn visually. Yeah. In a medium that they're very comfortable and have a lot of practice. And they get excited existing for it, right? in, Yeah. So anyway, we'll do a follow up. Uh, and again, I think you know, we'll, let's do some hands on play around when after you get your headset we'll play around more with the HTC Vive and compare it to the Oculus. I think the we're still in this mode where the hype yeah far exceeds when I look at like the we watched that SAP Vuzix mm -hmm. that demo where the guy's driving down the street and all of a sudden gets a job and he's walking through the the stadium to put the lights back on. That is game changing technology that will change field service engineering and change our economy in terms of employment. The whole gig economy, there's a whole bunch of things that happen from that, except it doesn't work the way that they advertise it. It's much more marketing slick than it is technology realistic. And until we get to that point, which you know could take a couple years, but I think in the meantime, we, we have to think through what are some of these implications and play around with how close this is. Yeah.
So we should spend the next two weeks playing playing VR. Yeah, <laughs> playing VR. <laughs> Solidly. Yeah. Well, I think I like imagine Bandersnatch, which we watched on Netflix, interactive video on on uh, on Netflix on using the Black Mirror series. Imagine putting that in VR. Right. That's the recombinant innovation concept we yeah. talk about all the time. Yeah. I'm getting stressed out thinking about that, where the scene freezes around you and there's two options that just appear. <laughs> and you get to that would freak me out a little bit. I can't wait. Can you? Uh, <laughs> I think on the follow up episode, episode, you should definitely come just as a fan. <laughs> I'm I'm buying one. Yeah, I don't have any money left though. I have to spend <laughs> on the Oculus no, but, Quest. But, but, <laughs> but TJ, the way it was done on the on the interaction for Bandersnatch on Netflix is you had to click a button. So it was sort of a, 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 a the API, if you will, between you and Bandersnatch was the clicking of a button it was very simple. But what if the API in VR was a verbal cue that where you're sitting there and the character looks at you mm-hmm. and says, should we jump or not? And based on your, an- based on what you say, and it acts. And how it interprets it? what you said, looking for a binary answer, but you didn't give a binary answer and it has to interpret that and then act on it just the way a person would. I could say, should we jump? I don't think we should do anything. Is that a no? They could they they could film a whole bunch of things and then and then act on that and then all of a sudden now you become part of the story, in a way that is going to be, very interesting. It's just Think increased of, cost of development, right? If you don't want two paths, you can film ten paths. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but have a catch-all. It but just, as soon as you put, as soon as live rendered. But as soon as you think about avatars with GANs, your ability to put actors in there and then have the GANs act out the parts. I mean, again, this yeah. stuff is this stuff is rapidly. That's out there. It is in a linear sense. In a nonlinear sense, it might not be. You catch up to that curve pretty quickly, right? Well, I mean, I just look at how fast things are moving right now. It, I mean, a year moves by, and a lot of stuff happens in a year. And uh, the the next year won't be like the last year. It'll be even more. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, I I, I tend to to be overly optimistic on the timelines in terms of how fast this stuff is going to get cracked. But it's a that's a parlor game trying to p- predict the, the timing. It's an eventuality. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the Sam Harris argument, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's good. So let's go oh. play with the uh, HTC. Let's get let's get, get, a, get some, immersed. Let's film uh, Karen doing a little bit. Yeah, we should get on the Google. OK. All right. See you guys. Thanks, everyone. See you. Hey, thanks for listening to Pardon the Disruption. We'd like you to subscribe to our podcast if you like it. You can find us on most of the platforms where you get your podcast from, whether that be iTunes or YouTube or whatever you're on. Uh, We also want some feedback. What shows do you want us to cover? What do you like? What do you not like? So that we can do this. We're doing this for you. We're not doing this for anything else. So please subscribe and give us some feedback. Thank you very much.